And this episode is sponsored by Cozy. Did you know that there's an organizing app designed just for families? If you've started to feel busy again, and for a lot of us, I think we never stopped, and your calendar is filling up with more events and kids' activities than all of last year, why not do your future self a favor and get Cozy? Cozy is the number one organizing app that families use to juggle school schedules, practices, meetings, doctor's appointments, and even a workout or a date night. Imagine that. And it was even named a must-have app for better life by the Today Show. With Cozy, you'll be all set up so everyone knows who is doing what, when, and where. Cozy will even send emails every morning with the day's agenda. How cool is that? So no more missed pickups or double bookings. And here's how it works. Cozy tracks everyone's schedules and events in one place with a shared color-coded calendar and it's easy to get started. You can even pull in events from your family's personal work and school calendars. The best part, it's free. Just download Cozy Family Organizer from the App Store, that's C-O-Z-I, to get the free app today. You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad that you're here, and I'm excited to be talking about this topic. This is something that, in all the years of the podcast, we haven't touched on. It is the gender health gap. And you might be wondering, well, what is that? Well, basically what it means is that women in this country, all over the world, haven't seemed to gotten a fair shake when it comes to medical treatment. In fact, women weren't even considered to be part of medical research until 1993. And statistically, women are diagnosed on average four years later than men for the same disease. I think a lot of us have been in that situation where we go to the doctor for something, fatigue or anxiety or whatever it may be, some physical symptom, and it's just kind of brushed aside or you're given antidepressants or you're just kind of shooed out the door without really getting any kind of answer. And so that is what my guest today is addressing, that gender health gap, starting with the vaginal microbiome. And her company is called Evie, and that's what it does. It tests the vaginal microbiome to give clients an insight into their health through that one area. And you might be surprised to find how many other aspects of your health are affected by the health of your vaginal microbiome. My guest this week is Priyanka Jean. She's the CEO and co-founder of Evie, which is an at-home test that aims to close the gender health gap by discovering and leveraging overlooked biomarkers in the female body, starting with the vaginal microbiome. Now, Priyanka has always been passionate about leveraging data to improve outcomes for women. In fact, she spent the past four years as head of product at Pymetrics, where she focused on building algorithms to make hiring more fair, efficient, and transparent. And you can tell in this interview how excited she is about the opportunity to bring a new set of data sets to women something that has been previously absent from anything that we've had access to in the past. And she is literally putting it in the hands of the consumer. And then with that information, they can take that to their doctors and get the answers that they need and deserve. Now, Priyanka is also a spokesperson for the United Nations Foundation Girls Up campaign. She's the chair of the Acumen Fund's Junior Council, and she's on the Innovation Board for the XPRIZE Foundation. 
So not only is she a change maker in the world, she is also giving back to the younger generation of girls. And I'm thrilled and deeply honored to share her work with you and to give us all a sense of empowerment about our health. You know, our health is truly in our own hands, but when we have the data in front of us and we can take that to our doctor, it really does change the game and gives all of us a leg up. So I'm so excited to share her work with you. If you enjoy this conversation, please share it with a friend and please leave us a review if you haven't already and enjoy this episode with Priyanka. Jean. Well, hello, Priyanka. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about it before. I can't believe that this is just now coming to the marketplace to help women with these issues, but I'm so glad that it is. So to give our audience kind of a base about who you are and what you do, please tell us how uh, Evie came to be and why it was important for you to bring it to the world. Of course. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Priyanka. And for a little bit of context, uh, my background is actually in the machine learning, artificial intelligence world, the data science world. Um, that's what I did at Stanford. And I actually spent the past four or five years here in New York working on a very different company where our mission was to essentially build algorithms that could make the hiring process more fair and transparent to help people who might've typically been overlooked when you look at a resume actually get matched to jobs that they're really high potential for. Um, and it was amazing to see, you know, some of the largest companies in the world really start to think differently about people, right? To think about what someone's capable of instead of what someone's had access to in the past. Um, and seeing kind of the power of that data and the power of saying, you know, you can actually build algorithms that can improve the world. Uh, I was really excited about, and a lot of our kind of initial innovation and research was around how do you actually build algorithms that are fair, right? How do you actually pre-test an algorithm to know how it's going to perform on different groups of people when you know that most of our, you know, training sets on the world as it exists today are quite homogenous, right? right? And so when you're building an algorithm, how do you actually know it's going to be fair? And how do you actually make sure that as you develop it, it can answer questions for you, right? Like, why are you making this decision? And I think that was such, you know, innovative work at the time, right? This was back in 2015. And it was really cool because we were able to bring to market algorithms that were making really regulated decisions, but they were able to operate because they were actually being fair and transparent. And frankly, a way that even humans aren't great at, right? Right. Uh, and I, you know, over the last year, I think everyone was thinking more about healthcare than they probably ever had before. Um, sure. And I was dealing with a myriad of my own health issues. And, you know, I think every woman has their own version of the story of feeling misdiagnosed or underdiagnosed or misunderstood at the doctor's office. And our, you know, I think I'd probably been told to drink more water one too many times. And I was yeah. like, okay, <laughs> where is any of the data or the research that's helping me make better decisions about my own health or better understand my own body? And, you know, I have two brothers and I was always really frustrated by the fact that we were looking at the same metrics of health in all of our bodies every year. And I was like, well, my body operates fundamentally differently than yours, right? Mm -hmm. And as I started to do more research, I realized, you know, holy shit, women weren't required to be in clinical research in the U.S. until 1993, which blows my mind every time I say it. And it just kind of all made sense. I was like, oh, this is actually a data problem. There's actually so much about the female body that we don't understand yet. Um, and, you know, being coming from a data background, I was like, oh, maybe this is actually something I can help. And maybe we could actually use some of those principles about building fair algorithms, building transparent algorithms and bring that to healthcare and more specifically bring it to building a better understanding of the female body. that's actually inclusive 
of all the different types of females that exist, right? Um, And as we started doing research on where to start, the vaginal microbiome became so clear that it was such an important biomarker and marker of health generally in the female body that we'd never really looked at before, right? Um, And not only is it the cause of the most common infections in women, everything from yeast infections to UTIs to bacterial vaginosis, I'm sure anyone who's listening who has a vagina on this call knows, knows those experiences, right? And not only are those so frustrating, impact our quality of life and our relationships and all of that, but it turns out that they also have these far reaching implications on everything from fertility challenges to preterm birth, to STI acquisition, to cervical cancer progression. And even though all of this is true, women have no access to that information on their own bodies. And we're not using any of that data to make better healthcare decisions. Um, So that's what the first product that we built is, is working on changing. That's incredible. That's incredible. And you're so right. And I feel like even when you go to the doctor now for these issues, for BV or you have a UTI, you're given a set of antibiotics and you're sent on your way. There's never any deeper dive that happens. Like you're in and out of there in five minutes. And it's like, there's almost a disconnect between your entire body's health and then this one issue. Totally, totally. And I think, you know, to doctor's credit, I think for a long time, they haven't had access to the tools that could help us do a better job understanding what's going on, right? So a lot of these infections are treated as binary, right? Like bacterial vaginosis, as a great example, essentially just means diversity of the vagina, but there are so many different ways that can happen. And it happens very differently for maybe someone who's in menopause versus someone who's pregnant. And the ways in which those different microbial communities cluster and operate, there's actually far more specific ways that you could probably treat that and help prevent it the next time. Versus right now, since we don't have that high fidelity information, a lot of times we make brute force decisions, right? We just throw a bomb or an antibiotic at it and we hope that when it regrows, it regrows better, right? And I think it's about time that we bring some of this best technology to this problem that affects so many women every day. Okay, so how does it actually work? So essentially, as a woman, it's direct to consumer, meaning that like you can decide on your own that this is something that you want to learn more about. You can order the test directly from Evie at evie.com. We mail you the test at home. Um, It's a super simple Q-tip swab. As I always joke, it's the easiest at-home test. You don't have to try to fill up (laughs) a saliva container this big. You don't have to, you know, assault your brain through your nose. Uh, (laughs) It's just a little Q-tip swab of your vagina, easier than putting in a tampon. Um, You mail it back to our lab and we're doing what's called metagenomic sequencing, which allows us to uncover all bacteria and fungi that are present in the sample. Then that data comes back to us. We do, we process that information alongside the different health contexts that you shared with us. So if you're in menopause or if you're having certain symptoms, we contextualize it for you in a beautiful, easy to understand report of everything that's present what it means. So we help explain each of the microbes, the role that they play in vaginal health and overall health, where that's been shown, how it's related to specific health outcomes. And, you know, I always say women are smart. Let's treat them that way. We give women direct access to the research. They can understand, you know, do I believe that this research is relevant to me? Learn more about what we know about these different microbes in the vagina. 
And then lastly, we help them understand what to do about it, right? So for some women, it's actually like, you should probably go talk to your doctor. You're experiencing symptoms. We found certain pathogenic microbes. For other women, it's, you know, a better understanding of how certain sex practices, for example, might be playing into their vaginal symptoms. This episode is also sponsored by Kindred Bravely. Kindred Bravely came to life in 2015 by Deanne Akerson, a mom of two, when she couldn't find any comfortable and functional pajamas to wear. As moms, we have to stick together, which is where Kindred comes from. And Bravely, well, being a mom can be tough. It is definitely not for the faint of heart. Kindred Bravely is devoted to making life easier for pregnant and nursing moms, from breast pads and non-skid socks to nursing bras and the most comfortable pajamas that I've honestly come across. And they use a lot of bamboo fabric in their clothing line, which I adore because it is so supple and so soft. Um, You really have to feel it to understand. And perhaps most importantly than her clothing is Deanne's mission to build a community of moms who support and celebrate each other. In fact, behind the scenes, Kendra Bravely employs more than two dozen work-at-home moms who share Deanne's mission and values. If you'd like to try out Kindred Bravely for yourself, be sure to use my code UNSTRESS20 to save 20% off your purchase at kindredbravely.com. And so we do a lot of kind of personalized education and recommendations and just trying to build a better understanding for every woman of their vaginal health, because it's a part of our bodies that for so long we've been ashamed of, right? And we've been told, you know, they should smell a certain way and we don't really talk about them. Um, And we're just trying to help women understand how do my symptoms change throughout the month? How is that relevant to what the microbes are? When do I need treatment? What are preventative health things that I can do? Because it turns out that the vagina is a lot more than just a structural part of the reproductive system. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to what you said, I think we are so much more health-minded these days, you know, for about everything where everyone's doing their own research and just really it's it's more top of mind, you know, the whole body system. Do you think if a if a client or a customer goes to their doctor with this information, do you feel like the doctors are going to be open to this or are they going to be more like, oh, I don't know, like I, I haven't studied this. I, I, what's What's the response been there? Totally. I mean, such a good question. Obviously, you know, it depends on the doctor. I think to be fair, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, we didn't even know five years or 10 years ago. Right. So a lot of this is really new information and I don't blame a doctor for not being able to read every study that comes out on every single microbe in the vaginal microbiome, but that's our job, right? How do we do that? Make it digestible, easy to understand for the doctor. And I think, of course, there are going to be doctors that will say, you know, until we know every single thing, there's no point in looking at any of it. And I Mm -hmm. think for some women, they deserve more than that, right? And I think for some women who, you know, want everything to be fully figured out before they engage, I totally understand. (laughs) And it's maybe too early for them. But for women who really are interested in, you know, what do we know? What do we not know? Especially for women who have been suffering for a long time, Mm -hmm. I would much rather give them the information and be transparent about what we know and what we don't know than hold them back or be a gatekeeper about information on their own bodies. And our goal is also to educate the physician community. And we're actually working with an amazing board of OBGYNs who are really passionate about the vaginal microbiome and about better research in the space. And, you know, I think they can help us better educate other doctors as well, right? Because to what I said earlier, people just haven't had access to this information before. Um, and I think there's a lot we can do to help there as well. Yeah, I was looking at the board members. I mean, you've got them from Harvard, Stanford, obviously. I mean, you have a powerful, powerful team working on this. Why was that important for you to have? Was it just to say, hey, we are a legitimate company. We're really doing real work. This isn't some, you know, whatever. Or is it just because you really want the best for the client? 
Totally. Great question. I mean, I think it's both, right? Obviously, like part of having these really great people involved means that we we have to do right by our customers, right? They know where to poke all the holes. They understand what we know and what we don't know and how we should be talking about this and the best ways to bring other doctors along on the journey, which not only makes the product experience better for the consumer, but it also makes sure that we are doing everything right. And we are, you know, being a legitimate company because I'm not going to pretend to be a scientist in the way that these incredible doctors are, right? And I would way rather have them involved and have the experts guiding us. And, you know, we can be the people that really understand the customer and help build this as a business. But I strongly believe in having the experts involved to help us make sure we're making all the right decisions. Yeah. And even just like you said, like speaking the language of the other doctors who are going to be helping the women when they bring in this information and they're just more educated. I remember I went to a gynecologist when I was having issues repeatedly and, you know, she was saying, well, maybe we should do, you know, birth control or maybe we should do this. And I was like, well, I don't want, you know, birth control. And she's like, well, you could do this. And I'm like, oh, a copper one. And she would like, was surprised that I even knew that much, you know? So I feel like there's just, there's such a dearth of information from, you know, a patient standpoint to the doctor. And it's like, you're closing the gap there in such an important issue. Like that, that gender health gap does exist. Totally. I mean, anyone who refutes that they can be reminded that today in 2021, women are diagnosed on average four years later than men across 770 diseases. And so the gender health gap does exist. So much of our understanding about health, the body come from middle-aged mid-sized men, right? And it's about time that we start to think about the other markers of health that might exist in people who, who don't represent that demographic. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, you said that the, the vaginal microbiome is kind of where you're starting. Where else do you see Evie going? Totally. I think, you know, we're, we're really listening to our clients and to the people who are coming to us, right? What are the other problems that they're suffering with? What are other, you know, really complicated women's health issues that have been treated oversimplified and generic for far too long, right? And I think, unfortunately, the list is really long, right? There are a lot of things that women deal with where, you know, they're treated as binaries and overly simplistic and women are given these really generic diagnoses that don't really mean anything. And we're not really given great treatment pathways from those. And I think all of those are the areas that hopefully we can help over time. But I think part of what we realized is that there's a lot to be done in just vaginal health, right? There are so many pieces of it that just need better research. They need better science. We need better treatments. And it's going to take a lot of different types of people for us to get to a place where we even feel ready to look up and look at the next thing. Um, But it is you know, both depressing and exciting to think about all of the parts of the female body that we can bring better data, better research to, to help women better understand what's happening in their own bodies and also help the research community further our understanding of these overall. Yeah, because going back, I mean, you are a data scientist. You're bringing in all of this data with each person that uses these kits. You're getting more information to make better predictions, to to have a better understanding of a woman's health and all of her biomarkers. Can you talk a little bit more about the fertility issue? Because that's a big one, especially nowadays. Totally. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like the re- we're still figuring a lot of things out, right? And when I say we, really, I should be giving credit to all of the incredible researchers that have been doing this far before even Evie came along. But I think, you know, To try to summarize it, essentially a lot of the research to date has shown that there are certain pathogens that when present in the vaginal microbiome, there's a higher chance that 
natural pregnancy or assistive reproductive technology fails, meaning that, you know, your body is less likely to get pregnant in those states. And as I always say, like, you know, fertility is such a complicated problem, right? Or infertility, I should say. And there's so many different things that could contribute to it. And in no way am I saying, you know, the vaginal microbiome is the end all be all of fertility. And if your vaginal microbiome is bad, you're screwed. And if it's good, you're great. Of course, that's not the reality of the situation, but it is something that clearly research has shown we should be taking into account, right? It's one of many factors that if someone has unexplained infertility, maybe this is something else we could look at, right? And one of the things that is nice about the vaginal microbiome is it does change over time, right? It's not like you have a genetic mutation that's going to make it impossible for you to get pregnant. It might mean that we want to wait a little bit and maybe there's some work you can do to improve your vaginal microbiome and maybe that can actually improve outcomes, right? So to me, it's exciting that it's actually something that changes and shifts with our behaviors and our choices. And because of that, it's actually something you can harness and feel empowered by rather than, you know, depressed by. Yeah. But again, you have to have the information to know where to go. Of course. Yeah. And this is where like, I'm really excited because we've actually had a lot of outreach from endocrinologists and fertility specific doctors that are really excited about having a new data point to look at. And again, it's just another data point, right? It might not solve someone's problems, but it might be a clue for a doctor. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we're really excited to kind of introduce a new data set into something that we haven't really looked at before. Do you foresee this being in like every single OBGYN across the country as like a standard practice of care? I mean, just to have these data points that before, you know, a couple of years ago didn't even exist? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that more standardized testing of the vaginal microbiome proactively will become an important part of female healthcare, right? And to be honest, like, I don't think Evie needs to do every single test of every woman. What I would love for Evie to contribute is an understanding of what's most likely to help this specific person. And for us to own more of the the analysis of the data and the analysis of the recommendations and much more of the precision medicine, medicine side than the testing side, right? I think like there are tons of testing companies and I'm excited that more people are starting to look at this data. And we are hoping to help doctors and decision makers and women make sense of the data and know how to use it and what to do next, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have actually a ton of doctors who tune into the show, I think, because we have people like you on who are on the cutting edge, who are bringing this, you know, to the world and and explaining it in a really simple, straightforward way. So what would you say to all of the doctors and nurses tuning in right now? Yeah. I mean, we would love to work with you. We would love to learn from you. We would love to be helpful. I think, like I said, we don't have all the answers, but we're very transparent about what science does know, what science doesn't know, what we can learn together. We are working on tons of research studies with incredible clinicians and universities. And if there are things that you're interested in knowing more about, one, we would just love to talk. You can email us anytime at providers at evie.com. And also if you have feedback for us or ideas or ways that we could be more helpful to your practice or to your patients, like we want to know we're here to to help and to be in service of all of the women who have suffered for far too long from this. And we, you know, especially want to, like I said earlier, want to learn from and work with the experts, which all of the doctors on the phone are. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to the woman, you know, whether she's a doctor or not tuning in, like we've all had these issues, you know, probably, you know, since we were in adolescence. And so we, to have something that's going to give us more information, helpful information, not just a deluge of information, but something that we can really look at and understand and then move forward, I think is just so empowering. And I'm so grateful for the work that you're doing. No, I appreciate that. And, you know, I think something that 
frankly, a lot of the consumerized medicine is forcing us to understand is that people are the experts on their own body. And I think, you know, from my own experiences, I've talked to lots of other women who feel this way. I think for a long time, you know, we've had systems and people telling us, this is what's happening with you. You're fine or you're not fine. And I think it's about time that we can tune into our own bodies and say like, I actually don't feel fine right now. Or actually right now I do feel fine. And we are hoping to help give women the data to contextualize what they know about their own bodies and hopefully to advocate for themselves, right? So when they go to a doctor who keeps telling them they're fine, they have information to say, well, you know, I don't feel fine. And, you know, X percent of people who have similar results to me also don't feel fine. Right. Mm -hmm. And even if we don't have a solution to that, women deserve the validation (laughs) that they're not crazy and things aren't in their head. Right. And our goal is to really give people that information so that they can be the experts on their own bodies. I love it. I love it. So we could end it right on that. But if if (laughs) everything that you have studied and learned in, in AI and, you know, in the science world, what do you want the woman listening to this talk to remember? I mean, I'm going to repeat myself, unfortunately, but I think, I think it is that you are the expert on your own body, right? And when you don't feel like something is right, just because medicine or science doesn't have an answer for you, it doesn't mean that you're wrong, right? And as we've learned with the vaginal microbiome, even in just the past 10 years, there is so much we didn't know. And all of the women who came before that were told that they were probably fine too, right? Mm-hmm. And it's only a matter of time before we'll start to come up with far more nuanced and precise understandings of what's happening. And so I would say, be patient, advocate for yourself, get the data that you need that will help you figure out how to feel better. But it's no one else's job to be the expert on your body except for you. Oh, I love that. Yes. And that's something I say all the time to my family, to my friends, like you have to do your work. You know, you have to to do the research and really understand what's going on so that when you do walk into the doctor's office, you know, at the very minimum, you know, you're, you're going to be there for yourself and, and to stand up for totally. yourself when, when you're told, no, you're just fine. Or, you know, Ooh, take this, you know, you have to, you have to know what's going on for yourself. Totally. And I mean, thankfully there are so many amazing people like you, there are other companies and people trying to make the education accessible. And, you know, now I think that consumers do have access to it. You can learn about it. And it's not to say that, you know, the entire burden is on you, but it is to say like, no one is going to know your body better than you do. Right. And I, I don't think it's fair for anyone to tell you what's happening in your body or whether or not you should feel fine or if it's in your head. I mean, I can't tell you the number of women who come to us who say that, you know, my doctors prescribe me anxiety medication instead of like taking a swab of my vagina. And I think it's really, it's really frustrating to hear that. And I think remembering, you know, there are a lot of tools that enable you to better learn about your own body now. And you should advocate for yourself, right? And I think there are a lot of systems and processes and, you know, healthcare patterns that we'll see change over time as we build a more nuanced understanding of health that includes all of us. Well, and I think it all comes down to women like you working with doctors and working with, you know, data scientists and putting this out into the world so that it empowers all of us to be able to do that. So thank you. No, I really appreciate that. I mean, thanks to people like you for helping bring light to new things and helping women better understand that they are the experts and helping women, you know, take more control over things that feel so stressful, like fertility, like pregnancy, where you can feel so out of control and just helping women find peace through, through that journey. Yeah. Yeah. To have a support in that world in that moment. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Priyanka, where can the listener find out more about Evie and follow you online? Um, so evy.com, E-V-V-Y.com. And we're on Instagram at evybio. 
beautiful. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you so much. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast.